I like it spooky. And now, for our feature presentation. The Orpheum is a performance art theater which showcases everything from musical acts, performances, and movie showings. This fall, the Orpheum brings some horror classics back to life on the big screen for... The 2022 After Dark Fright Film Fest. <laughs> Featuring 1941's The Wolfman on September 30th. 1992's Dracula on October 7th. I'm Dracula. I... Um, 1982's The Thing on October 14th. Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. 1928's The Man Who Laughs on October 21st. And 1951's The Day the Earth Stood Still on October 28th. Throughout this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic toward the east coast of the United States. The Orpheum Theater is located at 57 South Kellogg Street in downtown Galesburg, Illinois. For more info, you can find them on facebook.com slash Galesburg Orpheum or call them at 309-342-2299. Email them at info at or find more information by visiting galesburgorpheum.org. The Orpheum in Galesburg, Illinois is ready for Halloween. Are you... <laughs> All movies mentioned start at 8 p.m. Admission is free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Like a Spooky podcast. I'm Brian, and I have some special guests with me for this episode. Hey, I'm Erin. I'm the executive director of the Orpheum Theater. I'm uh, Ross. I'm the technical director uh, here at the Orpheum Theater. So the Orpheum Theater is located in Galesburg, Illinois, and this year they're doing the After Dark Fright Film Fest. This is the fourth year, I believe. Uh, four years since we've done it, the third year. Uh, we started it in uh, 2019, and then we had to skip 2020 uh, because of the uh, mandates in October of 2020, and then we came back in 2021, and uh, so this will be our third year doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we love the spooky season here yeah, at the Orpheum. Yeah. So 2020 was probably the scariest season at the Orpheum, <laughs> even without the movies. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so like I said, the Orpheum is uh, located in Galesburg, Illinois. They're, uh, are you not-for-profit? Yeah, we're a 501c3 nonprofit entity as well. Um, and it, if you want to hear a little bit of the history, I'm sure Ross can give kind of a, a cliff notes of the 106-year-old history of the Orpheum Theater. Yes, it was, uh, it was built in 1916 as part of the Orpheum Circuit of Vaudeville Theaters. And there were Orpheums in all major cities across the United States. Uh, and several still exist uh, today, the Los Angeles one, San Francisco, um, New York, Boston. Uh, but the Galesburg Orpheum is uh, one of the smallest, if not the smallest, uh, Orpheum still standing and doing live shows. It became a movie theater uh, during the 1930s, and it was Galesburg's big grand movie palace from uh, around 1935 until 1982 when it closed. 
Um, it was closed and slated for demolition uh, because of the great expense in keeping it open, but then a group of volunteers uh, and uh, theater lovers, including Prairie Players Civic Theater, the community theater group here in town, uh, they banded together and raised money and uh, the theater was uh, rescued by a combined fundraising effort and you know like an effort by the county to get state money to you know support it as a public venue and it reopened in 1988 and we've been operating as a mixed you know use theater ever since uh, as in the beginning we showed both you know silent films and live performances and then for many years most of its history in fact spent as a as a uh, as a movie theater now it's it's nice to return to our roots as you know vaudeville does a variety of shows and we have a variety of programming you know and we even do weddings and funerals and what have you, you know. <laughs> and we always give tours, too. We're, we're always proud to give tours. Um, that's one of the most fun things we can do, you know, in our programming. So. so when I die, I could have, like, a grand showing of my funeral? You could I, do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been can. done. I don't know that anybody would show up, but I mean. <laughs> well, you could have a few people in here, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was almost 1,000 seats. Uh, it's yeah. actually 924. Uh, when it was originally built, it was, uh, fun fact, it was 1,200 uh, because the seats were all much smaller. Uh, you mm. can imagine people in 1916. Um, we were much uh, shorter and skinnier than uh, than we would be today. Not many McDonald's in 19. No, Great Depression style. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was yeah. it wasn't here yet, but it was coming. Everyone felt yeah. it. But. Their one meal for the week was going to the Orpheum and getting popcorn. <laughs> yeah, popcorn. It was the best right. popcorn I hear. Anyway. Yeah. So you guys have concessions. That's one of the ways that you help fund the theater mm -hmm. because the showings are free for the Fright Film Fest or the After Dark um, Fright Film Festival. So yeah, so we um, were able to keep. The, the tickets free, um, partly because we're able to sell our concessions. So we, if you're, if you're able to, um, please do plan on coming to purchase some popcorn from us. We have beer, we have wine, we have soda, we have candy, all the good stuff that you need for a fun night at the movies. Um, so yeah, and uh, we, we really love the Fright Film Fest. Um, like I said before, we love all things spooky. Um, we adore this spooky old creaky venue as well. It has a lot of great stories. Um, so it's really neat to be able to kind of turn off the lights and, and bring some horror films to the stage. Yeah, we have a, you say his name's Roger? Roger, yes, yeah. Roger. Yeah. yeah, we have a, you guys can't see Roger, but we can share a picture of Roger. He's a, Helping us with the podcast today, so mm -hmm. he's he's kind of quiet though. Yeah. He's a little he quiet, yeah. Uh, the strong, silent type. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will see what we mean later when you yeah. look at the photo. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned that it's possibly an old creaky haunted thing. No, I don't mean to imply that it's <laughs> when we say creaky, it's not it's not you know creaky as an no, old no, fall no. apart. No. But like the, it, the spooky kind of. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. the sounds the building makes, I can I can personally. Bumps attest. in the night type of thing. All all of us have heard, you know, um, all of us have had individual experiences with um with different presences in the theater. Um, I coined the, the goofy term I always use for it is uh, the dweller on the threshold. Mm -hmm. It's just beyond where the light reaches. There's always that feeling that someone's just standing just beyond. But sometimes we actually, you know, have encountered um, a real, you know, tangible seeming things. Aaron just the other day I did. Uh, had, had an experience. I was working late the other night and it was the, it was the first for me. I, I've seen um, apparitions here in the theater before and I've felt things and, mm -hmm. and heard things. Um, but it's been a while and I have never encountered anything in the office. I was working late in the office and it, it, it was one of those things. I don't trust my eyes much anymore. I don't have great vision. So I'm like anything that I see, I usually chalk it up to like glares or something like that. But this time I was sure because I was working at my computer and it was one of those things where I, someone was standing there. I was alone. I mean, someone was standing in the office and I gasped like at the time I was just like, <gasps> 
And I looked up and they were gone. And I was like, I think that they are wondering, what are you still doing here working this late? <laughs> this is usually my time to be here by myself with my ghost buddies. So, um, and then Ross has a really interesting story about a very stormy night where he saw something up in the projection room. Yeah, we, we have another ghost, uh, a, a ghost with a history, um, a history that stretches back to the movie theater days. Um, and I have to qualify the story with uh, not hearing about the older stories until after I'd had the experience, otherwise that would be cheating. Um, but it was uh, back in 2013, so right when I was first starting here. You know, Aaron and I you know, first started working here in 2012. And so it wasn't that long onto the job and I hadn't spent a lot of wee hours you know, in the theater. And it was, a, it was a night where we had a show the night before and then we had one the next morning. We had one of our bus-in shows. And so I'd been there late and I'd only gone home for a few hours and I came back and it was raining so I thought oh I better get this stuff done and so I'm upstairs in the attic I'm going up there to turn on some things we used to have all our sound equipment up there and and, and I walked up and I got to the top of the steps in the projection booth um, and, and you can see straight down the front of the building you know if you look at the front of the Orpheum there's that green tile roof at the top and there are those those three you know white porthole windows that's the projection booth right there you know that's those windows are right in there and so and I, you can look down the whole length of the front of the building on that floor through there, you know, because the projection booth is just a hallway. And, and I, the, at, at the other end, there's this, like, little girl standing there, you know, in, like, a white shirt and, like, overalls kind of thing, you know. And she's just standing, in, 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 and she turns upon me getting to the top of the stairs and just walks back into the attic is where that, you know, that direction goes. And so I didn't think I, much of it because I thought like, well, you know, she must be here for a good reason. I'm very tired. And I, you know, and I didn't, I, I thought like, I'll deal with that later. I got to get this stuff ready for the show. Um, but we never found anybody up in the attic, you know. And so years later then, years and years later, I tell that story during one of our spooky tours. You know, this is the, the early ones when we were just giving them to people, you know, and they'd ask, oh, hey, you know, is it haunted? And I'd say, well, let's go to the haunted places. And I'd take them up there and tell them about, you know, the girl in the projection booth. And somebody said, they said, oh, well, you've heard the story then, haven't you, of the little girl who used to haunt the balcony? And I said, say what? And they said, oh, yeah, no, this little girl, you know, she, she, would, she would run back and forth along the back of the balcony like during the movies and people would hear her up there but the, the ushers would go up and look and there'd be nobody there you know or the, 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 another story of people who would be sitting up in the balcony and they would feel somebody pinching the back of their calf you know like from under the seats but there's no space behind the seats because all of the the seating up there is on like tiered steps mm -hmm. you know so that the, the back of your chair is against the step of the next you know level up and so it's almost as if then you can imagine this hand coming through the wall to pinch people <laughs> on the leg. But, but then after hearing that story, I realized that we were dealing with somebody who had been at the theater for a very long time. And so I just made up an origin story for her to explain why she was up in the balcony. So we call her the projectionist daughter. Uh, you know, because we have no story specifically of a projectionist who brought his daughter to the movies, but it makes perfect sense as to why she's just running around through the projection booth. It's because he's got to bring her to work, yeah. you know. Yeah. It makes sense. But, we've, but multiple people have seen her. That's the thing that makes me, you know, believe in what I saw was that people saying, oh, yeah, that's, that's just a little girl who haunts the balcony. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that's and a, I mean, that would make a great situation. Sense, oh, yeah. She was someone that worked here at some point. Oh, yeah. 
it was a child of theirs and they yeah. had to bring them to work and so she got to run around and do I all know, those fun perfect. things and pinch people's legs and you know <laughs> play tricks on folks play tricks yeah. on folks well, yeah, yeah that is a, a thing about you know a lot of people that have had experiences or have been in like old houses mm-hmm. things like that um you know the orpheum is a place that's been here 106 years and it has had so many people with you know feeling very intense emotions or experiencing things that have in our minds kind of leave this kind of spiritual residue mm-hmm. or uh, you know and, and leaves it behind and it, it permeates the the physical structure and 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 the the air in a sense around us um so that's kind of how we kind of quantify or, or how we uh, make sense of all of the things that kind of happen here and we actually had um there was a, a musician that played for the symphony when the symphony was doing mm. things here <laughs> that um she was and, and ross can can piggyback off this because he was he had the conversation with her but she was a medium and and she said something to the effect of how like there were just so many voices that were trying to talk to her right mm-hmm. yeah she was down in the dressing rooms below us right now you know under the stage is where all the dressing rooms are and as she's sitting down there, she said that uh, this uh, the showgirl, like from a chorus line, came up and just sat down next to her in, in period costume, and that they and she and she asked her where she was from, and she said, "Did you die here?" And the and the and the showgirl said, "Oh no, but we had such a great show. I wanted to keep doing it." And so uh, you know, that kind of redefined for me the the sense of like why theaters would be haunted because people always ask, "Did someone die here?" And while the answer is yes, is, you know, we do have one story of somebody who you know died during a movie, you know, just fell asleep and or, or you know slipped away, whatever the whatever the case may be. But that that's not like you know that, that that's just one incident. I mean, given all the things we've ever seen and all the things we've heard, you know, I, I feel like some people just choose you know i mean given the chance to haunt wouldn't you want to haunt somewhere you loved I mean, yeah imagine having the best show of your career here maybe you know she died later on tour but then she thought oh that orpheum date you know was it was a great it was a great show it's great engagement but that that's kind of like aaron was saying the, the kind of permeation of space i mean we hear music just you know in the in the quiet theater you know and the ambient noise of the of the big hall you know sometimes you're walking through down a hallway and you, you pass the the doors that lead into the theater and you just hear a snatch of just you know vague talking and, and music or well like the projectionist daughter mm-hmm. you think she may have lived to be 80 years old oh, but true. maybe in her lifetime maybe that was one of the happiest the ha- times yeah. of her life yeah, yeah the true. happiest time in her life was going to work at the mm-hmm. orpheum mm-hmm. and pinching people's legs and just being yeah, <laughs> yeah shenanigans in the theater yeah. it's true yeah, yeah. yeah. no we so, think about that a lot yeah it's 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 a um, true possibility you said this is the third year that you've put on this after dark um fright film fest mm-hmm. some of my fondest memories with my son who's 16 now um he lives up by chicago but he's here in the summer and he does come in the mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. are coming to movies at the orpheum yeah. and not always during the film festival in the October, in the summer, I mean, we've oh, seen yeah. Army of Darkness, we've seen mm-hmm. Jaws, we watched Plan 9 from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was one Plan of Plan 9 ones. was on our first Fright Film Fest. And actually, those, those uh, two series are, are, you know, tied together very intricately because um, back in 2013, uh, Throwback Thursdays, we had our first season. It was Aaron's brainchild at the time. 
uh, because we had the uh, we had the daunting task of filling a summer where we had not scheduled any shows because there was a renovation project that was mm -hmm. planned, but some of the funding didn't come through like was expected, and so we had to postpone the project for years later. And we actually ended up doing that stuff when we turned 100 and had another fundraiser. But the, it had originally been planned for 2013, so we had none of our usual engagements in the summer. Nothing. We weren't doing a thing. And we, we were trying to figure it out. And so Aaron had the idea of what if we got the licenses for these cheap or free movies, because at first mm -hmm. we were using a few uh, public domain ones, I think, just yeah, to yeah, fill yeah. the space. And we would then you know, just sell concessions as, as usual. And the idea was that if we didn't have a ticket price, more people would come out mm -hmm. and then more people would buy concessions because there was no ticket. And the, and the season would support itself based on the fact that, you know, we were maybe getting people who otherwise wouldn't, you know, maybe be, be able to afford a ticket to go, you know. And even if they don't buy concessions, the people who would be able to afford the ticket now buy more concessions. It's just a whole big thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was a great kind of way to get more people into the theater than ever. And it ended up being wildly successful. And then we thought, well, let's do it again next year, you know. And so Aaron's idea snowballed into a thing. Now we have sponsors, you know, and people, yeah. you know, actually support it, you know, for us so we don't even rely on on the concessions as much, but it's still the driving force of it is we can afford to have it be free. There are certain things you can just do for free if you have the right support for them. And so then that became Fright Film Fest when we realized that there was a there was a need, there was a desire for spooky you know films in the fall, and that we should have we can and should have the same format we do in the summer. Especially because a lot of uh, we realize that a, a, a large amount of people who aren't here during the summer at the college would then start coming out to those movies in the fall because they're actually in town at that point. You know, so that it was a kind of an added bonus was, oh, we have more people we can reach this way. And, and, uh, and it doesn't so much matter that you know, the kids are now back in school and they're not as available to come out to the movies as they would be in the summer mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, ultimately, thanks, Aaron, for that idea. <laughs> it oh, ended yeah. up working out really well. I, I'm, I'm so stoked on it. I love, I, like I was saying, I just, I love this time of year and I like that we do it, you know, the the summer films are great. They're fun. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. you know having the the afternoon, the matinee, and then an, an early evening. But you know when it when it turns dark and then you know um, you get into the leaves falling, it really kind of sets the mood. Putting these old films on the screen, and I'm really excited about this season because Ross has helped me pick some of these titles, um, and we we put together something that has a real variety of of kind of you know horror films that not only a variety in style but um in like decade too i think we go from 92 to we run the gamut between 1992 back to 1928 with the man who laughs so and one of my fondest memories again is i brought my son and my nephew to phantom of the opera which is a silent <laughs> film but yes. just to watch it i'd never seen that phantom of the opera and just to watch it on the big screen and see the colors and they they were entranced they just mm -hmm. did not move the whole movie mm -hmm. and i mean my nephew's 18 my son's 16 he may have been 15 at the time but it's just like i can say i saw phantom or opera in the orpheum theater this beautiful historic theater for the first time on the big screen mm -hmm. i mean you have to think who i have a she's four but the Wolfman is an older movie, and I encourage people to bring your maybe not four, maybe she's a little <laughs> not normal four. She's but preconditioned. Yeah, she's preconditioned. <laughs> but if you have a ten or twelve year old and teenagers, bring them to see The Wolfman. Absolutely. Bring them to see these movies because maybe not the thing. Uh, no, you know, maybe yeah, a little bit older, but yeah. yeah. 
But definitely uh, the man who laughs too. Yeah, I mean, both of those movies were, you know, the uh, what do they call them? Pre-code or mm-hmm. what have you? Yeah. yeah. Well, Wolfman, I, I always list the ratings if I can on the marquee mm-hmm. if there's space, you know, just so people can know when they're looking up at it. And um, the Wolfman is curiously rated P because back then it was just pass or not pass, you know, yeah. and then it would be unrated or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there was, so the Wolfman has passed the uh, stringent 1941 uh, <laughs> FCC standards of uh, morality. So I think we <laughs> safe for uh, yeah. safe for the youngsters. I saw Wolfman on television in the 90s when I was mm-hmm. growing up. You yeah, know? yeah, it was just on, and yeah. you could just watch that. You know, and I, actually it was uh, it was Dracula. I remember very clearly because they actually show the. Stand- Entering the vampire's chest as a kid, that kind of freaked me out. But yeah. so you know, so maybe some things were on TV in the '90s that shouldn't have been. But the uh, the Wolfman definitely, um, definitely more family friendly, if you want to put it that way. Man who laughs too, because that's just you know older yeah. sensibilities. And I would say the day the earth stood still would be. I'd say I, I, yeah, I wouldn't put it in the same field as the thing, but yeah, I, I feel like it has a more startling premise, you know. Okay, yeah. um, well, I guess it was Cold War era startling yeah. premises, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the looming uh, specter of world destruction that our parents grew up under. Yeah. But that's another nice thing about this festival is, and I'm going to call it a festival because oh. it is. I mean, it's yeah, it's for, a film fest. It's yeah. right in the name. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're people like me, and sounds like you guys are. This is a festival. We enjoy this. This yeah. is something that we celebrate. Absolutely. You know, and if you're able to and you feel like your kids can stand, you know, the <laughs> horror in these movies, bring them out. Like, bring them to the theater. They'll enjoy it. We come um, get popcorn. We get soda. We get candy. And we're not talking about movie theater like big chains. We're talking about this is affordable stuff that helps support this local theater. Yeah, and I would that's that's a great point too. We try and keep our, our concession prices reasonable. Popcorn's three bucks, you yeah, know, yeah. um, you know, soda's two bucks, you can get beer or wine, you know, and and another thing about, you know, the appropriate appropriateness of the films you can go to commonsensemedia.org and it has kind of it has um, like parental reviews and it talks about um, you could search for any of these films go on there and you know kind of gauge and then watch you know watch the have your kid watch the the trailer and if they seem interested in it you know give it a give it a try but um yeah so so i would say the wolfman is a great start to the season to to kind of introduce everybody into this spooky festival that we have so we're excited about it so now i've talked about my favorites from the horror films do you have a favorite aaron that you've watched here at the orpheum i yeah i will say that i have i have never truly been like a big horror movie buff like i don't like slasher films like i i like psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. and things like that but over the past few years i've really really gotten into silent films um and there's something about silent horror films that is just some of the creepiest things I've ever seen and and the way that um, actors you know make the story work and and visually and emotionally like how they they can you know make things just absolutely startlingly creepy is is so cool Um, one of the ones that I really like that that has been one of the most disturbing ones is one that we I think it was on the last season that we had it was the cabinet of Dr. Caligari yes it's a silent film a German film is that right Russ Maybe. Yes, yes, it is. It was German Impressionist. Um, I will say that that is probably one of my favorite um, 
horror movies. So that's kind of, you can kind of like see that's kind of my, you know, like my little niche of, of horror is, is the really like visually appealing, um, psychological type, um, start, almost like beautiful like images and very, you know, thought provoking images. So the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, I highly recommend to people. And another thing about that, it's, it's not necessarily that movie itself. It's, it's the movie in the Orpheum. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, when you're, you're sitting here in the dark and the film's playing and, and not to take yourself out of it because you should definitely enjoy the film for, for all that it is. But, you know, if, if you sit back for a moment and kind of just take in the setting around you and being with the other people that are also enjoying it with you, that's kind of a, a whole piece of the picture that, that really makes it for me. I think one of the things that is great about silent films is, like I said, we saw Fan of the Opera here. And during a regular movie, you can kind of hear people chatting. Mm-hmm. When these silent films are on, it's nothing. <laughs> like, it's a, you could hear a pin drop uh-huh. in there. Um, yeah, and that uh, cabinet of Dr. Caligari, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it here in the Orpheum, but yeah, the visuals are stunning. Absolutely. And just to think, they did that back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that film looks amazing. True art form. Yeah. yeah. You're like, how does that film look like that? And people nowadays are making movies don't look that good on the technology <laughs> that we have it's wild and the, it, it's just a beautiful i didn't understand it i got to the end and i was like oh it's one of them i'm gonna have to go online and try to figure <laughs> out what really happened and what about you anything that you enjoyed seeing well you get to watch everything i've right? seen yeah I, I watch most of the movies we show here um but i think of uh of all of them, uh, the, uh, the my favorite, if I had to look back at one that we showed that I saw here and I saw it for the first time, um, would be the Carnival of Souls. And Carnival of Souls was actually a pre-Fright Film Fest uh, uh, showing we had uh, as kind of a, we, we kind of, uh, Fright Film Fest did kind of have a precursor now that I think of it. Um, when we just did a few uh, public domain movies to lead up to Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show, because right. we that's kind of and that's kind of what Fright Film Fest has replaced that in its function. We do kind of culminate that with our Saturday night, you know, midnight showing of Rocky Horror. But um, in the in the years before 2019, uh, we would just do like one or two movies, and the one we and, and one of them we did one year was Carnival of Souls, which is a um, it, it's it's not silent, but it is certainly like a black and white 19. I think it was 1955 or 1954, but. Um, but it is one of those uh, movies kind of in the same style as uh, uh, The Night of the Living Dead. You know, kind of low-budget, black-and-white shot, like, you know, somebody's carrying the camera around. Like, but it, but it, the same thing, it's beautiful, stark imagery, and I'm a big fan of stark imagery, you know, gothic novels and all that. Capital G, gothic, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. But the... Um, but the kind of tone of that movie, and and I'd never seen it. I think that was one that you dug up. It I know, was from that's your, funny you yeah, your collection you, of movies. Caligari was one that you recommended to me too. So that's why, yeah. So, yeah, so Aaron and I have, have uh, had fun recommending movies to each other over the years. But um, my, I, incidentally, my favorite uh, horror film uh, probably ever was The Thing, and it kind of still is The Thing. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited that one's on the. I did not have anything to do with that being on the list this year, maybe other than just saying it's a good movie uh, in front of Aaron. But uh, but yeah. That's uh, uh, definitely have, Carnival of Souls, though. It's a great movie. Yeah, and you may have said it's your favorite a time or two, and she's... Yeah, a couple times. It, it yeah. caught on in her brain yeah. somewhere. She remembered it. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to put that on the list. It's, I mean, it's a it's a good one. There's no, oh, yeah. It's so creepy, especially that dog. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't spoil anything for anybody, but some people say dogs are bad actors. This dog is the best actor I've ever seen. 
ever. It's by it's far the best amazing actor. In the movie. actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that dog! And to think that's a dog. That it's not a robot. A dog is doing that. It's, it's great. Oh boy, now I can't, I can't wait. Oh, I can't the wait. Anticipation Jeez. of it. It's gonna be great. Have you seen the thing? I haven't. No. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> oh. oh man. And that's one of the things I love, like coming into the theater. As many horror movies as I've seen, I don't know that I've ever seen The Wolfman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. We haven't done a whole lot of universals uh, too much. Um, There's actually a friend of ours uh, who, who, um, during the the pandemic, we had a program where you could rent the theater Mm -hmm. for just, like, you and ten friends, you know, and it was was just a few, it was just, uh, like, I think we started at, like, 200 bucks, you know, it was just like, hey, if you can get, you know, ten friends and you got 20 bucks each, like, we'll do it, and so so for for a few months there, we had that program, and uh, there was a guy who did it more than anyone else, he did it over and over again, because he loved watching movies in the theater so much um and uh he uh, he's a big movie fan and so a lot of the times he would want to watch old universal monster movies mm-hmm. uh because they were his absolute favorite um and uh we've actually he and i have watched frankenstein um uh, dracula the wolfman the mummy uh <laughs> watched all those even uh abbott and costello meet the mummy meet the or mummy. meet frankenstein or whichever one yeah. was they <laughs> yeah. met everybody they, they got to see yeah. them all yeah lucky them but yeah somehow um, they lived through all those yeah but we've we've had <laughs> we, we've showed a few actually as public movies um and so i'm, I'm excited to get you know to throw maybe the uh, creature from the black lagoon mm. on next year Ooh, or something yeah. Oh, yeah that's I remember seeing that one on tv as a kid yeah. that's yeah. my favorite universal that's and it's good. beautiful it's the costume it's design alone yeah. you know because yeah. I, I didn't think uh, frankenstein was near as impressive as the creature but yeah. there's a one of the things that i remember now as we're talking about the movies i don't remember if it was last year or a couple of years ago, but you did a double feature of It's a Wonderful Life and Night of the Living Dead. Yes, and that's actually the man I was just talking about. Mark Rasmussen is his name. He's a photographer, a professional photographer. And he uh, he approached us originally back in 20... Gee, that was 19, wasn't it? I think it was 2019, fall of 19. And he said that he loved Galesburg so much and that he wanted to like in, in his you know favorite thing is you know these movies he loves and so he wanted to share his favorite movies with Galesburg and so he approached us and said how much would it be you know to do a public showing like this you know so we worked it out and like got the licenses you know so we could do it right and uh, and he he paid for it all and so we, he wanted to do the double feature because those are his two favorite movies <laughs> and so he you know because he he absolutely loves uh, it's a wonderful life more than anything but he undeniably loves Night of the Living Dead so he made it's a wonderful Night of the Living dead it happened uh with the help of, of mr rasmus and yeah and so he's a he, he's a real movie fan and so he comes to a lot of our movies and uh he, he still he still you know, contacts me once in a while saying hey can can we come watch frankenstein i say yeah man come on over but uh but yeah so that was uh, that was one of our most adventurous um films and it we you know we couldn't have done it without him it was his idea from the from the start uh but that was a fun one because we had a very diverse showing of people who showed up he said his favorite bit was when because we did the the, uh, the horror movie first you know mm-hmm. to get that you know to get that done because uh, he wanted the big culmination then to be uh, uh, it's a wonderful life and he said he saw this guy in like a leather jacket with the patches and you mm-hmm. know the nose yeah, ring yeah. and whatever and he said he's like oh surely this guy's about to leave because he just came and saw you know a night of the living dead and he, he asks the guy he says hey what, what are you here to see and he said oh it's a wonderful life it's my favorite movie <laughs> and he said he's like oh more it's a it's more people's favorite movie than anyone realizes you know and all that you know so. well i remember seeing the brain that wouldn't die i'm sitting over oh, there man. good one this comes on i'm like what <laughs> and i to this day i've asked myself what how did that happen <laughs> that like was what 
and I'm trying to find where these movies fit together. I mean, they're both black and white, but I'm just like, <laughs> I can't in my brain figure out how it's, they go it's together. It's not a straight line, that's no, for sure. No, no. <laughs> but truly, they. Uh, I was so impressed how the titles blended into a title for the program, you know, for the evening. It's a wonderful night of the living dead. You know, it, it really worked out. But, uh, but yeah, that uh, we do we do love any opportunity to share uh, an eccentric mix of movies with people, and, and that's why our fright film fest series and our throwback Thursday series we try to feature kind of a, a breadth of time periods more than mm -hmm. anything, because mm -hmm. those movies at least are kind of similar in time periods, both yeah, mid-century yeah. kind of stuff. But but the um, but but the appeal I've always loved of throwback Thursdays is that from the start, Aaron you know made sure to include like okay, so we have a movie from the 30s or 40s, you know, and then we have a golden age, you know, maybe, and and then we we have a peppering of ones from the 80s because we realized early on that our bread and butter were you know people from the boomer and gen x generation who loved them some you know throwbacks as we all do now but like it, but that was our first season i think had um it was seven 80s movies and then one 70s movies <laughs> movie and then one from the 40s yeah and that was our first season because it was like blues brothers et mm -hmm. um uh and and, and karate kid more like a yeah, karate kid more like that and uh but then that kind of evolved then to okay we're going to try and have something from uh from as many periods as we can and that was actually my favorite spread of yours was from our anniversary year because mm, because yeah. then we had one movie from each decade the orpheum was showing movies so we had 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s and then for the 80s since it was closed for most of the time we had that as like our kickoff movie when we showed big from 88 when it reopened and then we had a 90s movie to close it you know because we were you know back showing some movies then um and that was kind of that's my favorite way to think about you know us showing movies is some of these movies have been shown here before decades ago you know and so it's fun uh one of the ones that uh, that you mentioned earlier uh was jaws mm -hmm. we showed jaws here of course when it came out in what was that 72 i think 1972 was when jaws came out uh it was shown here as like a first run big extravaganza you know they did all the premieres here even when the two screen theater across the parking lot the, the twin west uh which was galesburg's other theater downtown um, when that one was taking a lot of the Orpheum's, you know, business, so mm -hmm. to speak, even though they were owned by the same company, fun fact, at one point, uh, they, uh, they still had the big premieres here in the Orpheum. And so Jaws came out here, and this guy came to Jaws in 2013, 2014, whenever we showed it, and he had his, you know, maybe, like, adolescent son in tow, and he said, man, my dad brought me to see Jaws, you know, scared me out of my life. I'm bringing my son to see Jaws now. And I was like, oh, that poor kid, he's never going to go in a boat again. <laughs> never it, go in the water. But it's great continuity in that sense. Yeah. You know, we, we can show a movie, so to speak, again, you know. Mm -hmm. We can we can kind of do a, do a repeat for some people who may have done that. Because some people come to movies and they say, oh, I came here, and an old couple once came in and said, oh, me, me and her, you know, his wife, he said, we saw this when we were kids at this theater and we're going to try and sit where we sat then you know and they find their seats out there and yeah. it's, a, it's yeah, a great time it's really awesome so yeah it's going to be a good season this year I'm, I'm pretty excited never seen Dracula neither oh, I've seen Dracula We've, I've seen a few well, Dracula you haven't not this seen one. the thing so you want to know, know a secret I haven't seen any of these movies none of these oh. movies no, no. so um, I've done my research you know to try and to try and get a variety and I have taken recommendations from people over the mm -hmm. years as well so um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'll be pre-screening them probably with Ross, oh, so yeah. that I'll have seen them by the time that we put oh, them up on the screen for everyone. Don't else. do it. No, we always we always <laughs> play we always them ahead so we know the disc works. Because yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, one time we had a series, a short little documentary series. We collaborated with the uh, Galesburg Civic Arts Center mm -hmm. to show uh, several um, 
Hitchcock. Oh, Hitchcock. Thank you. I was like yeah, the bald right. guy. <laughs> that doesn't help. But yeah, we showed several Hitchcock movies in a row, you know, like yeah, week yeah. to week uh, with the Art Center. And there was like a lecture beforehand about different art styles by one of their, uh, one of their associates. And, and, and one of the discs we got from the publisher, they sent this to us. The company did. So we we're like, great. Well, what's better than the disc they sent? Just cut out in the middle uh, of one of the, yeah, one of the movies. And, we, and you know, we tried a few things, you know, that you do when you show movies publicly. You get used to, oh, oh we got to just, you know, we got to try again. It just wouldn't go. It just kept skipping out and stopping. So we, it was the only time in 10 years I've ever had to say, sorry, everyone, the yeah. movie just won't go. You know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and then that's it. And the lights, oh, the lights slowly come up. And that's the only time. And it was so... So now we, uh, we make sure absolutely every single time play the movie beforehand, watch it start to finish, mm -hmm. see that it doesn't skip, because at least then you'll know it didn't do it the first time. In the future, I guess we just should blame it on the ghosts. I mean, the yeah. we, we could have, yeah. yeah no, I should have <laughs> just told everybody, get out, it's haunted, they it's were displeased. Haunted. They would have all stayed. They're like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, we get, get to watch Hitchcock's out. movie. But, but yeah, so that, that's why we always pre-screen them. So I've never gone into a movie and actually seen that, you know, seen a part that I don't remember. So, you know, I've seen all of these movies at least at least twice, sometimes three times, and that is sadly the same for the Minion movie because we uh, showed that <laughs> for a school group once. You know, we have a lot of schools yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, come in and rent just for an end-of-the-year party yeah. for their for the students in a class. And, and uh, one year it was, it was the Minion movie. That year it came out when it was a big craze, and I saw it three times because of the number of times that we either screened it or I watched it to make sure that, you know, Anyway. Perks of the job there. Perks yeah. of the job. You get to see, you get to know all the jokes the kids have because you've seen Minions too. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's always fun getting to see the movies here. I, I would hope the projectionists of old had as good a time as I do. You know, even though they were uh, the projectionists of old were stuck up in the booth at the top where it was really hot. And, uh, and you had the uh, one little toilet right off the side of the projection booth, so you didn't have to go very far. Um, one of our uh, oldest volunteers, uh, who's very uh, dear to our hearts, Gladys Keene, uh, she has worked here in some capacity or another since she was a teenager, uh, back in, I believe, the 1930s, 1940s, is when she would have been a youngster. And uh, I don't know her exact birthday, but she uh, had, has worked here for a long time. She met her husband here. He was the projectionist when she was you know, working in the concession stand. And uh, they had their first date, she once told us, uh, in the projection booth. She went up there to watch a movie with him. And, uh, and she said she really liked him, you know, and he was very charming. But she said she could have done without having to go right next door to use the toilet. Like, right through one door, you know. Very romantic. And yeah. sitting up there in the hot projection booth with one of the you know, windows propped open for air, you know. It was very hot in those booths back then. And speaking of the projection booth, too, kind of to circle back to, you know, the building itself, um, if anybody out there wants a tour of the Orpheum, we love taking people on tours. And as you all can tell, Ross is a great storyteller. He tells um, all about the history of the building, all of these kind of spooky stories you've heard a little bit about, including if you are, you know, if you want to climb all the stairs, you know, we can take you to the projection booth, show you where the the old, big old movie reel platter that's up there from the yeah. 80s and um, some other cool, neat little things that we've found over the years, little artifacts. Yeah. So um, do reach out if you'd like to come and get a, a private tour of the theater. We'd love to take you. So you do private tours. Yep. You have the Throwback Thursdays in the summer. Mm -hmm. You have the After Dark Film Fest right. in October, September. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to show Rocky Horror. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, October 29th. Yep. It's a Saturday. Doors open at 10. Mm -hmm. Costume contest at 11. You got it. Yep. Movie at midnight. Mm -hmm. So that's always fun. 
Yep. If you've never seen up for that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you, it's a two-hour movie, so drink some coffee beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not going home till two a.m. And if you've never seen Rocky Horror, the way to watch it is yeah in a theater with a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. It is oh, yeah. an experience in and of itself. Yeah. People will be yelling at the screen, throwing things, uh, having a great time. So. Yeah, no, it, it, it's one. Of, that, that's another movie we've done for a very long time. I remember when we first started working here, uh, there was a different uh, type of uh, film fest they had in the fall. It was just a brief one-off thing, and I, I, we would never do it again just because of how strenuous it actually was to do. But it was called uh, Flick or Treat, and uh, it, it, so so you can imagine how that might be accidentally misspelled if you don't get the font right on a poster. And so we had an in, kind of an inside joke for a long time about that poster, uh, the way Flick or Treat looked in that font. Uh, but Flick or Treat was uh, an all-day film fest, one day only, that we did uh, on Halloween, because it worked out that year. That mm-hmm. Halloween, I think, was on a Saturday. And we, uh, we started at 2 p.m. with Monsters, Inc., we showed Monsters, Inc., and all the little kitties came out. It was a great time. We handed out candy. You know, we, some of us were in costume. And uh, then uh, that gets out, you know, and I think maybe at like 4.30 or 5, we showed uh, Hocus Pocus, another family-friendly favorite, you know, maybe for a little, you know, older kids. Uh, and that was, that was, you know, that got out what, two hours later or something like that. And so then around like 7.30 or 8, we showed Night... Uh, uh, was you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's, yeah. I, I never saw the Tim Burton films as a kid. I don't know him. Um, and we showed that one at, I believe, 8. And then midnight, that night, we showed Rocky Horror Picture Show. And that was uh, just a day. Because <laughs> like, they're constantly cleaning up after these movies and, and getting the next one set up. And, like, and that was back before we had like nice video hardware. We were still showing things off of like a single classroom projector suspended from the balcony by wires and we just had a single RCA video cable going to it unshielded just the worst video quality ever but it was what we had back then you know we only got a nice video system with a digital projector with you know cat5 and like all those great you know digital processing in 2017 when we had the hundred year renovation it was just the wild west beforehand you know it was all just analog equipment just jacked together frankenstein style uh but that was our that was the birth of rocky horror in our era you yeah know, i don't think we regularly did it much before that we won't pair it with children's movies we don't do that anymore yeah because they used to share the they shared the poster and you know it's yeah, not like the kids yeah. are really going to look that hard at the you know the yeah. at frank laying on the lips you know like yeah, a couch yeah. but the uh but it was yeah it was it was a bizarre little series but that was kind of the birth of our right. showing spooky movies at the Orpheum, you know, in, in that format, um, and, and so and and while we aren't a movie theater like we used to be, you know, in that sense, because we used to be the movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, um, we still kind of do carry that torch of you know being that place of gathering and seeing things like movies and live performance in downtown, you know. Um, at one time in this town, remember there used to be at least six, if not like more, live theaters at one time, just having performance in them, you know, and showing silent movies here and there. And, and, uh, and even though we're probably the only one left in its full form, there are still parts, I guess, you know, some people say, oh, the Grove Theater's still there. And I think, oh, that's the Salvation Army building now. It's not, I can't look at that and say, oh, that was once a theater. You know, it's, it's different. It's different to have this whole place here. And that's, yeah. I think, what, what makes it so special. And, and we're really, really proud of it. And we're really honored to kind of be stewards of it and to take care of it and to allow, you know, to open it up to people that can enjoy it. Well, I'm, I'm proud to be from Galesburg and to have watched movies in this absolutely you know i i love the horror community and the films and the people and i'm very inviting you guys have been very inviting at the orpheum um it's just part of 
raising my kids as yeah. an orphan. I think if you live in Knox County or in even the surrounding area and you haven't made the orphan part of your life, do it. You won't regret it. You know, it's like you said with the ghosts. This might be someday where I come to haunt because <laughs> I have so many fond memories. There's and so I'll much continue space. to build them with, you know, with a four-year-old. Yeah. I we caught several movies this summer where mm-hmm. she's in a catch, you know, probably the Wolfman, you know, not the Thing or Dracula, you know, <laughs> the others, but you know, that'll be part of her growing up is coming to the Orpheum. I hope it continues for her whole lifetime and lifetimes after her. Absolutely. And that's another thing too. We want we want this place to be something and we hope people people do feel welcome no matter what that's one of the reasons why we have these events that are free admission is you don't have to wear fancy clothes you don't have to make a lot of money you don't have to be in some certain circles social circles Um, this is a place that was literally built to be as it says in the philosophy of the architects a shrine to democracy where Everybody is welcome, all sorts of different people. Um, so if you haven't been to see us, um, you know, look at our events, come out to one of these movies. It's a great way to kind of, you know, start if you haven't started. Um, come with your friends, come with folks like you and, and, and see us and um, make it, like you said, make it a part of, part of your life um, and um, curate some great memories here. Maybe, you like you said. come by yourself. I've been yeah, in the room several times by myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You're never truly alone here, is what I hear. <laughs> oh, <That's>, no. Never <laughs> that, that would be accurate, yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys for everything. Yeah, you bet, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Aaron and yes. Ross, thank yeah. you guys very much. Yeah, um, we're going to share the Orpheum, you know, the Facebook page and the Twitter page and the Instagram awesome. and the website. Uh, we'll share the movie times all on the I Like a Spooky Socials. That's great. Um, Can't wait to see everybody. By now, you've heard the commercial that we did for the Orpheum. Oh, yes. I hope you guys oh, enjoyed so that. <laughs> That's great. Um, Love it. Clint Marvelous. threw that together. He's in Michigan, so he can't be here in Galesburg. Thanks, Clint. Yeah, yeah thanks. He, works awesome. a, he works a nine to five, or I don't even know what his hours are. He takes a nap every day, so he's probably, <laughs> he's probably napping right now as we're doing this. But, uh, we're sitting here drinking coffee, and this is just, I've never been on this stage before that I can remember. It's a totally different outlook it's beautiful i mean the theater i've been to some other older theaters and not that they're not beautiful but this has got to be one of the top views in the united states if not the world i mean it's just beautiful it's very, that very was special that was yeah. how they intended it yeah, the, the I mean, architects wanted it to look as splendid as possible you know that was one thing that the, all the orpheums are supposed to have in common they were all supposed to be very beautiful because it was supposed to just be a place for people to come and you know, make their escape, you know, with with a story, and that's what we that's what we're doing with these with these movies. Yeah. It's all part of well, it. One, like you said, the the movies are free, and where else can you go and sit in a theater that's over a hundred years old in a box seat and right. enjoy a showing for free? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we go sit. It's like your royalty are important, and you don't have to be. Everybody is welcome. Yep. You, you just find a seat in a balcony and. You, in the box seat and just sit there like you're the queen of England you know, <laughs> and watch a movie. That's spooky now that you say yeah, that. Yeah, now that right. I say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she might be watching one now. We don't know. I mean, there's, Free to do as you please when you're you a know, ghost. There's been some famous people that have graced this stage. Yes. Some of oh, the yes. greatest yes, entertainers in American history. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and people from all over the world. Oh, yeah. So 
It's a special place. Yeah, yeah, very special. Thank you guys again. Thank you for having Thank us. Yes. Oh, it's been delightful. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good day. Thank you guys again yeah, you so too. much. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?